Welcome to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. So we have a new president that was voted in. Well, not officially. President-elect. He won't be president until January 20th. One Joseph R. Biden. Full disclosure, I had no idea what his middle initial was until I voted last week. FYI, thanks for coming back. I apologize for the week off, but there was so much to get to, so much information to assimilate that I had to take the time and and do all the things and get the assimilation done so that I could do a proper show. Plus, as I told you last week, I worked the polls. Now, I'm going to talk about the, uh, my experience working the polls here in a little bit, but let's get back to the new president-elect, Joseph R. Biden. Now, as of right now, uh, Georgia and one of the Carolinas is still outstanding in their votes, but Joe Biden has run away with this election. I believe last count he is standing at 290 electoral votes, which is far more than the 270 required to win. And it's looking like there's a good chance Georgia will officially be declared for him as well, which will put him over the 300 mark, which I will call a landslide. I'd also like to point out that this is the same man that less than a month ago, and this isn't the first time it happened, Joe Biden thought he was running for the Senate. Yeah, that's who over 75 million people in America voted for. So, you know, (laughs) it's kind of laughable. But there's a lot of people that are happy. A lot of people that are just like, oh, thank God. Maybe not happy, but relieved. And then there's a whole lot of people that are not happy. And, of course, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Trump supporters. Now, I've been kind of wrestling over who's to blame. And I've seen people call the coronavirus to blame because, and I fully believe without coronavirus, we have President-elect Trump. Again, Joe Biden, nothing. I believe it'd be a runaway. You know, in some alternate in some alternate universe, maybe that's the case. I don't know. But I don't really agree with that. I think Trump not being reelected falls on two things. Number one, the media. Now the media takes the overwhelming majority of the blame here. The media did not show people who Trump really was. They did not show people his actual accomplishments. They only focused on the negative and completely lied about many things. Now, not just lied, they they would post a story and then went and without zero evidence, without zero corroborating witnesses, with, with nothing. And I could go example after example after example. I don't have time. I have 20-minute segments here. I could spend probably an hour on that alone. But they would post stories that they know millions of people are going to see that they have no that they cannot corroborate do not corroborate and then later when it's you know identified hey this was a lie you both the republicans and like the political the political right spent most of their time in the last 4 years trying to clean up after the media and the media just go on like oh okay and they never they would rarely ever post retractions they would rarely ever say oh hey we got this wrong this is what actually happened they just let the stuff hang out there So, not to mention all the blatant lies, they they carried the water for Joe Biden. It was very obvious in the last you know year 
or so, especially in the last month. They carried the water for Joe Biden. They limped him across the finish line. If we had another month, who knows? Maybe it would have changed. But it is what it is. I don't see it happen. I don't see it changing anytime soon. And Trump is not without his share of blame. Okay, I know I might take some flack over this, but it's true. Trump did nothing to ingratiate himself to the American people. He his his base loved what he did. And to a degree, I loved a lot of the stuff he did too. Not all. I think he was a little heavy on the Twitter. I think he liked to post things that hurt him. But what do you do? Republicans have been punching bags by the left and the uh, which includes the media for years. Pretty much, uh, and I don't, I don't know if this happened before this, but I remember this happening with George Bush. And Republicans have been very, you know, prim and proper and have just tried to combat, you know, try to combat it by taking the high road. Well, Trump wasn't a high road guy. When you punch him, he punches back. And then the media and the political left were all like, oh my God, you're so mean, you're a bully. No, he was defending himself. He was fighting back. You don't get to punch someone and then claim self-defense when they punch you back. That's not how this works. But everything goes in the court of public opinion, especially an election. And so that's the reality. That is what is. Um, it, it really comes down to... This was, this was one of the weirdest things. I've never heard of a president that, that inspired such loyalty. Now, I am not a forever Trumper. I'm also not a never Trumper. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, copyright patent pending that forever Trumper, assuming no one else has already had, has already done so. But I can sit back and I can appreciate the good things he's done for this country, which I've already illustrated many times. I'm not going to go over it today. And if you want to have that conversation, I can bring the receipts and we can have that conversation. But he inspired love. There was a rally recently, like a week ago, that. The, the crowd was chanting, we love you, we love you, we love you. I've never, never seen that before. Now, I thought Jason Whitlock, formerly of ESPN, had a pretty good take on it a few days ago on Tucker Carlson show. Yeah, I think this 2020 election is a parable about the power of love versus the power of hate. And Donald Trump's support is coming from people who love Donald Trump, who unconditionally love Donald Trump to the point that they will risk their health and go maskless to rallies of thousands of people. They'll risk their reputation to be accused of being racist and sexist. They'll risk their safety in terms of being attacked by Antifa or Black Lives Matter. They love Donald Trump. Biden supporters hate Donald Trump. That is their energy source. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden. I believe that to be absolutely true. I have yet to see anyone who voted for Donald Trump that did so, or excuse me, voted for Joe Biden that did so without mentioning Donald Trump. In fact, let me talk about the polls I worked last week. I worked, now there was a woman that I was working with almost all day. At the tables in Indiana, there has to be one Republican and one Democrat, and I'm a registered Republican. I'm not, you know, not diehard Republican, but I got to register as something. And... The woman I worked with was a Democrat, and she was all day like, I don't understand how anybody can vote for Trump. 
Well, and I'm and I didn't even have this conversation with her because I'm like this is gonna be a long twelve hours if we just do this all day. So I just let her talk. But she actually was side note. She was actually committing unintentionally. Don't get me wrong. I don't think she was intentionally doing this, but she actually was committing a little bit of election fraud because when you at the polls here in Indiana uh, this year, when you put your ID in you had a signature that was on file and then you signed the iPad there and the signature is supposed to match. Now we understood that the signature weren't, weren't going to be perfect. You know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but if they were close, if some of the major letters had like the same sweeps and arcs and stuff, I was like, okay, this looks pretty close. And, and we're supposed to both look at it, confirm. Okay. Yeah, that looks good. Here you go. Here's your ballot. Go, go, go cast your vote. And I had to watch her several times because she, would like there would be a, a signature on file that was look like a signature, and then the person at the iPad would just do like a squiggle or something, and it looked nothing alike. And I'd be like, whoa, 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 and I'm gonna I'm not gonna name her here, but like, whoa, whoa, th- those those signatures look nothing alike. Okay, we need to dig a little deeper here. And every single time it was clarified with looking at the ID and matching it with the information that was on the screen. It's like, okay, cool, man. Here, here's your ballot. Go vote. You know. But it was she. Her idea was like, well, every vote needs to count, and I'm like, no, every legal vote needs to count. That's a big deal. So again, not not really election fraud. I think this woman was not the brightest. I had to explain the simplest things to her several times, and this was my first time ever doing it. Which, by the way, thoroughly enjoyed doing. It was a long day, very fulfilling. But anyway, most people back to the whole. Uh, love versus hate thing. Most people that I've seen seem to come from a place of love and compassion. However, I would like to point out that over 75 million people voted for a known racist and I can bring the receipts. Now, also, he had a seemingly credible sexual assault accuser. Tara Reid, anyone? Okay, it's already been established that yes, she was in the vicinity, like she worked around Joe Biden at the time she claims this happened. Her mother called into I forget which news anchor back in 1993, uh, saying, "Hey, what do I do if my daughter does this?" You know, didn't name anybody, but there's audio of her of her mother calling into this show. My daughter has experienced this. She's gone to the proper authorities. No one's done anything. We don't know what else to do. Her brother backs up, says, yeah, I remember her talking about this. I mean, she has a thousand times more credibility than uh, Christine Blasey Ford ever did against just now Justice Kavanaugh, who was then Judge Kavanaugh. But, oh my God, hear no evil, see no evil, smell no evil. This is our guy. And Me Too only applies if it's not our guy, apparently. You know, oh, and there's also a very credible scandal that his family is wrapped up in. So all of you 75 million Biden voters... You're going to have to square that circle, not me. But here's what you don't ever get to do. You don't ever get to lecture me on morality ever again. That ship sailed. Just saying that right now. Okay. Now, I can accept the reasons why most of you voted for Joe Biden. You know, you come from a place of love. You're like, oh my God, I'm just so glad things are getting back to normal. Okay. I can accept that you, I mean, I believe you to be misguided highly misguided, but I can accept the reasons that you did. What I cannot and will not, and I don't think I'm alone here, except is the world that his hardcore base wants to build. Now, if you go to the Joe, uh, uh, w, uh, HTTPS uh, colon backslash backslash JoeBiden.com backslash WP dash content backslash uploads, 
backslash 2020 backslash 08 backslash unity dash task dash force dash recommendations dot pdf you will come across a 110 page long document called the uh, Biden Unity Task Force Recommendations. I've read all 110 pages of it, and it paints a very different picture than the moderate that Joe Biden, that the Biden campaign tried to make him out to be. You know, maybe sometime in the next few weeks, no, not maybe, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide my breakdown of what his plan actually says and what I think it means. For now, though, congratulations, President Harris and Senator Biden. <laughs> See what I did there? All right. No, seriously, though, I sincerely hope you're like most presidents elect that simply say whatever they need to get elected and prove they're all talk once they take the oath of office. I can live with that. I don't like it, but I can live with that. Hope for the best. Prepare for the world. Or excuse me. Prepare for the worst. And the world keeps on spinning. If you're stressing out over this, you're doing so needlessly. You can't change the outcome. And unless there's overwhelming evidence of election fraud, that can be proven. And if you can prove that the amount of fraud committed would change the results of a state-certified election, then the results are official. I have a friend that was really stressing out the other day, and I told him, I was like, hey, can you, can, can you affect the outcome? And I had, to, I had to repeat the question a few times, but I was like, can you, blankety blank blank, can you actually affect the outcome? And they had to respond with no. I was like, then you're, you're needlessly stressing yourself out. You know, you're, you're giving yourself gray hairs for no reason. And, I mean, make no, make no mistake about it. Election fraud has happened in 2020. There's already a lot of proof of it. The political left, with a highly complicit media, very successfully used the Kung Flu to stack the odds heavily in their favor. But election fraud happens with every election, with both Republicans and Democrats, and anyone saying otherwise is fooling themselves. My biggest point of contention at this point is that the Republicans, for whatever reason, suck at it. They suck at cheating. Do I wish election fraud wasn't a thing? Absolutely. But I accept the reality of it, and I think the unspoken mandate is that Republicans need to get better at it. So at least, at the very minimum, the playing field is, again, equalized. So, go out. Enjoy your Monday. You know, hard times might be coming. There's nothing you can do to stop that. America's had four straight years of great policies enacted by our president, despite what the media and the political left would have you believe. And again, I can bring the receipts and show you. It was never going to last forever. I was certainly hoping it would last another four years, though, but the important thing is that life goes on, so don't stress yourself out over something you cannot change. And keep in mind that just because Trump will be out of office in January doesn't mean he's going anywhere. I mean, he's not going to, I mean, I don't mean he's going to, you know, stay in the White House. But Trump is still an American, and he and Trumpism are here to stay. And there will be much more over which people will absolutely lose their minds. I look forward to that, and I have the bourbon ready. To tell you the absolute truth, and I always do, I'm glad the elections are over. Except for some legal drama that's coming down the road and a runoff election in Georgia that I will be following very closely. But that won't happen until January. I get to now focus on the content that I really want to focus on. Fun, current events, and nerdy stuff. You're listening to the Nerdy Merc. Every pollster, well, almost every pollster, should be fired. They got it wrong in now two consecutive presidential elections. 
Hillary Clinton had an 80 to 90% chance of winning in a landslide. She didn't even win the popular vote in a landslide. Joe Biden was supposed to win it in a landslide, which seems he kind of did. But there was also supposed to be that blue wave, and we all heard about that, which absolutely did not materialize. House Democrats, they took several losses, and House Republicans have increased their numbers considerably. It could conceivably end up being close to 50-50 when it's all said and done. Now, don't be misguided in thinking that they're going to win the House back. That ain't happening. And, you know, but many Democrats lost their seats, and there's a pretty good conference call that I will uh, I, I want to get to probably later this week. And now the Senate is still kind of up for that Senate race in Georgia is going to tell the tale on that one. It still seems like it's a little bit up for grabs, but I mean, we'll, we'll see where that one goes. You know, we don't have any control over that. You know, it's the whole serenity prayer and just keep on, just keep remembering that we're on a big old ball of dirt spinning through, spinning around our sun at about 66,000 miles per hour. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Find me on all the social medias or go to the website, www.nerdymerc.com. Make sure you stick around for the next segment, and thank you for listening. <laughs>